for nearly two decades. The award-winning Your Financial Editor program on 930 WFMD. News from the worlds of business and finance with your financial editor, Chris Murray. Well, welcome to another edition of the Your Financial Editor program right here on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And, of course, as a uh, podcast, you can go to iTunes. And don't forget, you can download the WFMD app uh, for free and have it on your smartphone so you can listen uh, to this program, uh, you know, you name it, uh, Glenn Beck, Sean Hannity, uh, all the other uh, uh, programs here, as well as uh, sports and news. Um, I am Chris Murray, of course, your host. So glad to have you guys with us. Hope uh, your weekend's going well. And we've actually... Change things up a little bit uh, this weekend. I'm going to give you a double dose of uh, experts from the Heritage Foundation. So normally, of course, the first half of the program, I recap uh, all of uh, what happened this uh, this past week as far as uh, finance, economics, politics, etc. But there's some really, really important things going on. And um, I wanted to make sure that um, I took enough time for this program to make sure that we're talking about it, understanding it, knowing what the facts are, what the truth are, or truth is, I should say. Um, it The first piece uh, has to do with this insane $3.5 trillion spending bill. Uh, and uh, in just a little while also, we'll be talking about the overreach of the administration when it comes to law enforcement uh, getting involved in what's going on with parents at these uh, school meetings. So uh, to get things started off, uh, as I said, we're going to talk about this uh, spending Bill, Mr. David Ditch, he's a uh, policy analyst at the Heritage Foundation. He focuses on federal spending and fiscal policy. Um, Before that, he was a budget analyst for the Senate Budget Committee, where he oversaw appropriations and agriculture. He's got his uh, master's in political management from George Washington University and his bachelor's in economics and political science from the University of Rochester. Good morning, David. Thanks for having me. Oh, sure. It's good to have you on again. I appreciate you taking time out of your uh, schedule to join us. And by the way, folks, you've probably heard David uh, on other radio programs and uh, read his uh, work um, in various places. Again, the one that caught my eye this week uh, was the piece that you did, David, uh, that was posted on uh, foxnews.com titled Biden's Absurd Zero-Cost Claim. $3.5 $3.5 trillion is real money, and it's coming out of your pocket. Um, kind of give us a, a, an update on what's going on with that right now. So right now there is a tremendous amount of drama that's going on on Capitol Hill between different factions of Democratic caucus in both the House and the Senate. Because Democrats have very small margins in both chambers, and that could be essentially a zero margin in the Senate, they can't afford to lose anyone on the far left, and they can't afford to lose anyone who is closer to the middle. And the two sides can't agree on how much they want to spend. So this is uh, this bill is, uh, according to uh, your article – is uh, 2,465 pages. Um, I know this is probably rhetorical for me, but has anybody read it? 
I am in the middle of trying to skim it. And the way I'm skimming it is I've got the you know, big honking file and I <laughs> am searching for it using a dollar sign. And there's 1,456 instances, specific in different instances of spending. And I'm just looking through and trying to figure out what's insane and what's not completely insane. And the amount of insane stuff is absolutely mind-boggling. So this um, this spending bill is really, I mean, from the little bit that um, I've been able to, to learn – um, it's it's more of a wish list, it sounds like, uh, with fancy names as far as, you know, how it's going to help uh, America and transform us. And um, if you're not behind it, um, y- you know, you're a terrorist or whatever they want to call you. Um, what are some of the most insane things that you've seen? Just a couple examples, if you have some. One of the problems facing this country is that in a lot of urban areas, there is not enough housing supply to match demand. Now, the main culprit in that is over the last 50 years, most cities have really clamped down, even both really burdensome rules on housing development. This plan would spend a huge amount of money not to try to you know, focus on bringing back um, you know, private housing development, they want the government to be in charge of it. So they're spending hundreds of billions of dollars on public housing. I think you know, those of us who are old enough to remember what happened with public housing in the 20th century know that it didn't go that well. The thing that stood out to me is that they want to spend $4.3 billion just on housing planning. That means it's going to be going to bureaucrats and advocacy groups. It's not going to build a single house. That's just the planning is the $4.3 billion. J- Just the planning. Yeah, that's, uh, that's again, that's insane. Uh, you have another one? They want to spend, I mean, my gosh, I'm, uh, $85 million dollars to identify and address health risks associated with climate change. They want to spend $50 million, no, or $25 million on anti-discrimination and bias training in the Bureau of Health and Human Services. They want to spend $50 million to increase diversity in maternity mortality review committees. What does that mean? Do we know? There are... The health profession really cares when something goes wrong with childbirth, as they should, and people on the left apparently think that these groups that review instances of deaths um, during childbirth aren't diverse enough. And rather than just saying we should try to increase diversity, they think we need to spend $50 million just to increase diversity just in this unbelievably narrow aspect 
of the healthcare system. Yeah, this is, um, again, this will really get, I hope people, if you haven't taken your blood pressure medicine yet today, make sure you do it because if you're anything like me, it's, it's, you can feel it definitely uh, rising. This stuff is insane. By the way, we're talking with our guest this morning, Mr. David Ditch. He's a policy analyst at the Heritage Foundation, uh, focusing on federal spending, fiscal policy. Has a real good piece if you go to foxnews.com uh, and uh, just type search his name, David Ditch. It's titled Biden's Absurd Zero Cost Claim. $3.5 trillion is real money, and it's coming out of your pocket. Now, when we talk about a trillion dollars, David, do you think that anyone can really get their arms around what a trillion dollars is? It's hard enough to get, wrap your mind around a billion dollars. And let's start there. A typical middle class worker in this country is going to bring in forty to fifty thousand dollars, and that person is getting up in the morning, going into work, putting in that nine to five, going home, getting up the next day, and doing it all over again for an entire year. Now let's let's go with fifty thousand. At fifty thousand dollars, you would have to take the production of twenty thousand people working for an entire year to equal that billion dollars. Now, a trillion dollars is a thousand times bigger, which means you need to eat up the productivity of 20 million people. It's just, it's amazing, isn't it? And and another, uh, again, for the people listening, for your mind's eye, if you will, that I like sharing with you. Uh, I first heard it back in 1981 with President uh, Ronald Reagan when he was trying to tell people about, you know, warn, warn us about the debt and uh, would talk about a trillion dollars. And what he said was, if you take a thousand dollar bill, which is out of circulation now, but anyway, a thousand dollar bill and you stack them in the palm of your hand, once you got to four inches, uh, you were a millionaire. If you had four inches of $1,000 bills in your hand, the palm of your hand, you were a millionaire. A trillion dollars would be those same $1,000 bills stacked back to back, and it would stretch for 63 miles. So um, you could say Washington, D.C. to Hagerstown, Washington, D.C. to King's Dominion, if you've ever gone down 95. That's what just $1 trillion is, and we're talking about $3.5 trillion, and that's, they're not even done there. Um, so, David, uh, what, do you, what do you think as far as um, the likelihood that this $3.5 trillion gets pulled across the, uh, the finish line? I think there's no chance that they're going to spend that amount of money. What I'm concerned about is they're going to spend a slightly smaller amount of money, claim that that is then a moderate package, and try to pass it. The reality is that the federal government was spending too much money before the pandemic. It's dramatically ramped up spending since the start of the pandemic, a huge portion of which has been wasted. And now they want to layer a raft of new government programs layer it on top of the already way too bloated federal government. And if you're layering, quote unquote, only $2 trillion, say, rather than $3.5 trillion, that's still giving way too much power to the federal government, concentrating too much power in Washington, D.C. And it's still going to require either 
massive job-killing tax hikes or a wildly irresponsible increase in the national debt or both to pay for that spending. Absolutely. It's scary stuff. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll uh, continue our conversation with my guest this morning, Mr. David Ditch, a policy analyst uh, at uh, the Heritage Foundation who focuses on federal spending and fiscal policy. And we're going to get his take on, is it really free? I mean, that's what we've been told, literally, uh, right to our face, that this is, uh, isn't going to cost anything. So uh, we'll get uh, David's take on that in just a minute. The wait is over. Ashley Home Store's fall savings are happening now. Decorate your home with fresh new designs at Ashley Home Store and save up to 60% off on all furniture. Plus, buy it today and pay later with up to 60 months no interest financing. Furnish one room or your entire house. Ashley Home Store has all the styles that fit your look and budget. Bring your dream home to life and save up to 60% off all furniture during the fall savings event now at Ashley Home Store in Frederick, Hagerstown, and Chambersburg. Experience the difference at Frederick's Shell Self-Serve Car Wash right on the Golden Mile. Newly renovated, equipped with the only blow dryer for your car in Frederick, and open 24 hours. Show your car some love at Frederick Shell Self-Serve Car Wash. Voted Frederick's best for the fourth consecutive year. Managed and staffed by people who understand Mid-Maryland. 930 WFMD. I still got a shoebox full of money sitting at the top of my closet. Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And also as a podcast, just go to iTunes and um, you can uh, catch the program there, re-listen to it or share it, whatever uh, you'd like to do. Uh, wrapping up our conversation this morning with my guest, Mr. David Ditch. He's a policy analyst at the Heritage Foundation, focuses on federal spending and fiscal policy. Um, before that, he was a budget analyst for the Senate Budget Committee, where he oversaw appropriations in agriculture, also uh, worked for the Small Business uh, Committee, the Senate Small Business Committee, and he got his uh, master's in political management from George Washington University and his bachelor's in economics and political science from the University of Rochester and wrote a really good piece um, titled uh, Biden's Absurd Zero Cost Claim. $3.5 $3.5 trillion is real money, and it's coming out of your pocket. Make no mistake, there is no free money. And, David, I mean, is there any truth to what they're telling us, that this doesn't cost anything? First of all, it, the, the analogy that I like to use is this. Imagine you pull every penny you have out of your bank account, everything you've got out of your retirement account, You sell your house and use all that money to buy a McLaren or a Lamborghini. You didn't go into debt because of it, but you've blown all your money on it. Does that mean the Lamborghini didn't cost anything? Right. Yeah, good good analogy. Yeah. And yet this, this claim that the Biden administration is putting forward, it wasn't some verbal flip. President Biden is known for not being the most precise speaker in American history. Even though he's reading. But, but they keep coming back to it. 
earlier this week, they sent out a tweet saying the Build Back Better agenda costs zero dollars. Now, they say this as shorthand for claiming that it doesn't add to the debt. That's also incorrect. It does have a huge amount of tax increases to go along with all the spending. But the tax increases don't even come close to covering the cost of it. Every estimate I've seen says that it would add somewhere between half a trillion dollars and a trillion dollars to the national debt, if not more, if you if you look at it accurately, because a lot of these programs, they fudge the numbers, you know, when they start, when they end. If you look at the true cost of this over 10 years, it's more like five to six trillion dollars. Again, nowhere near enough tax increases, amazingly, for how much the increased taxes the taxes don't come close to paying for it. There's a real cost. And when they have to pretend that it doesn't cost anything, that says they know their argument isn't very strong. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing that's uh, that's scary and why, while, you know, we're talking about this from a 30,000 kind of feet uh view, if you will, because we can't get too deep into the uh, details because we don't know them, again, exactly what's totally in that 2,465-page document that they're trying to ram through, um, is that that zero-cost claim is getting traction. Why would the media run with that instead of doing their due diligence and staying neutral? You can see in the questions that reporters ask of people like Senator Manchin and Senator Sinema, they are rooting for this package, sometimes with a small amount of disguise, sometimes not really even bothering to disguise it at all. At all, They are fully on board with a big government, quote-unquote, social justice agenda, and they view this bill – correctly as a potentially big win for that agenda and they're willing to carry that water to say whatever they think needs to be said and to parrot whatever lines uh, these members of congress and the administration want them to parrot to try to pull the wool over the american public's eyes and i've been encouraged when i look at the polling numbers that suggest that there is mounting opposition to the bill and especially something like 60 percent of the people who've heard much of anything about the bill don't like it. Yeah. And I mean, again, what is there to like when you really start learning about this and the damage it's going to do to the economy and uh, to families, uh, to workers? It's just it's flat out scary. Um, and again, that's why we wanted to uh, spend time on it today, because it is so important. And. You know, you talk in your article about the uh, federal debt currently stands at $28.4 trillion, or about $220,000 for every household in the country. What drives you crazy, too, is, you know, you're talking about these infrastructure bills, which really have little infrastructure in it. Um, you're talking about this other, other spending, ridiculous spending, like you were talking about $4.8 billion just for planning um, these urban housing sites and whatnot. Why isn't anyone talking about Social Security, 
Medicare and Medicaid, which we get a letter every year from the trustees reminding us when they are going to become insolvent or at least not be able to pay their full amount. Why are the politicians not talking about something that's right there in front of them that they know we're going to have to address? Because politicians will always care more about trying to create a new program to make some constituent group and some interest group happy rather than doing the more difficult work that the country really needs. The country needs our leaders to be fiscally responsible. The country needs for us to start putting programs like Social Security and Medicare on a stable footing. I remember as a kid people talking about, oh, this is you know, a you know, generation and generation and a half off. Well, right now these programs are going to be insolvent for the vast majority of current retirees, let alone people who are 50 and 55 and heading into retirement. It's going to be insolvent by the time they actually leave the workforce. And the longer we wait to make the reforms necessary to fix the problems and make sure these programs are still around – the harsher the remedies become, whether they they take the form of drastic benefit cuts or whether they take the form of tax increases. If we do things now to slow the growth rate of the programs, not even cutting, just make them grow slower, you can have a dramatic effect. The longer they kick the can, the worse it's going to be when we have to address it. Yeah, and again, I it drives me crazy when, um, you know, you watch an interview or you read an interview um, from a politician, uh, and th- these things never come up, these extremely important things. I mean, I, you know, look, I get it. I'm, I'm all about the responsible politicians right now talking about uh, the lack of, uh, of a southern border. That's great. And, and I'm, I'm all in on that, that timely stuff. But then you get something ridiculous like this three point five trillion dollar bill um, when we know about those other, uh, you know, again, government uh, programs that are falling apart. And it's never even mentioned. It's, it's really frustrating. And there are different ways that the federal government can try to get its financial house in order. There are different ways to save money. And one of the things that happens in both the infrastructure bill that is precariously close to passing, unfortunately from my perspective, and this $3.5 trillion package is they take a lot of what might be considered the low-hanging fruit and they pull it away to spend new money rather than using it to address the outstanding liabilities, which, by the way, you you talked about $220,000 in current debt for every household in the country. The obligations that are already promised to programs like Social Security and Medicare are about three or four times that. Yeah, it's uh, it, and you you know you mentioned this earlier, and I'm in total agreement with you. We were already spending too much money before the virus. Um, we've got billions and billions and billions of dollars that hasn't been pushed out yet that was approved in other uh, legislation. And now they're talking about doing, you know, this three point five trillion and then the infrastructure trillion or whatever the number is going to end up. And it's it's insane. And um, that's why we wanted to focus on it. I appreciate you, you know, taking the time, uh, number one, to write a great article that folks can get at Fox dot com or they can go to heritage dot org and uh, just search David Ditch 
and um, and and read your stuff there. I appreciate your work, David, and I uh, appreciate you taking time to share your uh, you know your knowledge, your expertise, um, and just spending time with us today. Always good to chat with you. All right, great. You enjoy uh, the rest of your weekend. And again, folks, uh, you can go to heritage.org. Um, and read David did uh, stuff. It's D I T C H, um, and uh, the article's great about this uh, this stupid, just ridiculous three point five trillion dollar uh, spending where they're going to try to reinvent the country. You know, I mean, I don't know who gets credit for saying it that you know you can't beat America. Uh, an outsider can't. Uh, we've proven that. But daggone, if you don't see these people trying to kill it from the inside these days. And um, it's it's really, really scary. So uh, check out uh, David's work again at heritage.org. Um, and that article was also at foxnews.com. Uh, we're going to get a uh, get you some news. And then when we come back, it's the uh, second scoop for you. Another uh, expert scholar from the Heritage uh, Foundation. We're going to be talking about um, the, uh, the the Justice Department and the administration in general, the overreach and the use of federal law enforcement um, when it comes to parents at these uh, school meetings because they're worried about this, again, just stupid curriculum that they're trying to uh, shove down uh, kids' throats and, and, and just taint their minds and brainwash them. So uh, that's coming up. Uh, on the other side of this, my guest, Mr. Mike Gonzalez, will be joining me. Also, by the way, he wrote a, a book recently, BLM, The Making of the New Marxist Revolution. Stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tracy Lawrence. Some people pile in the church on a Sunday to talk to the man upstairs. Some people it's your financial editor with Chris Murray on 930 WFMD. I'm just a good time junkie, always leaving the things that love me. Wish I could make it last just a little bit longer, but I keep looking for something a little stronger. Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And, of course, as a podcast at uh, iTunes. Uh, thanks so much for being with us. I appreciate it. Hope your uh, weekend's going well. Um, if you're new to the program, you're not noticing that we switched things up a little bit this week. Um, but maybe for all the others, uh, even those who have uh, been with me since I started in the program in 1997, the first half of the program, we talk about uh, what happened during the past week with business, economics, finance, politics. Uh, and then, of course, the second part of the program, the second uh, half hour, we talk about uh, important subjects to make sure that all of our listeners are made uh, well aware of what really is going on, what's fact, uh, what's true, that type of thing. So the first half, I did change it up, and we talked about that ridiculous $3.5 trillion uh, spending package or wish list, if you will, that is going to be terrible for the country if we're anywhere near that amount uh, with the programs they want to do. The other thing uh, that happened this week was, of course, uh, the Department of Justice saying they want to get involved in uh, what parents are doing insane uh, when it comes to their children uh, at these uh, school meetings. 
Um, why is that important when it comes to business and finance uh, and, and in those areas? This is the this is the next generation. These children, our children that we love and care deeply about, are really being exposed more than ever these days to just total nonsense. So we want to talk about that. And that way, if you're a parent or a grandparent or a loving aunt and uncle, or if you're a godparent uh, or just concerned in general, you need to know what's going on and make sure you're involved with the children that you love and care about um, so that things don't get too far out of whack. Joining me to, to discuss this, my guest, Mr. Mike Gonzalez, he's a senior fellow at the Heritage Foundation. He writes on critical race theory, identity politics, diversity, multiculturalism, assimilation, nationalism, uh, as well as foreign policy in general. He spent 20 years or close to 20 years as a journalist, 15 of those uh, reporting from Europe, Asia and Latin America. And um, he has a bachelor's degree in communications from Boston's Emerson College, and he got his MBA from Columbia Business School. And also, I just want to let you know, we'll touch on this in just a little bit, recently wrote a book called BLM, The Making of a New Marxist Revolution. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Chris, hi. How are you? Thanks a lot for having me on. I think you set it up brilliantly, exactly the way it is. Uh, This is uh, our our children are being indoctrinated, and uh, we love our children. We, We love our grandchildren. And people are speaking up, and and they're right to do so. This is the American system working normally as it should, as it was set up by the founders. And the Biden administration, which is surprisingly leftist, by the way, it it is incredible how far left it has gone to the point that they now threaten coercion against parents doing doing the right thing. Yeah, I mean, parents doing what good loving parents should be doing and and they instead of being congratulated and admired for being involved and for being passionate uh you know there's these fear tactics going on i want to back up for one second mike so i mentioned when i was introducing you i saw in your bio that you it says you were uh, a journalist for close to 20 years um that is a very uh misused word these days as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I remember growing up, I had the greatest respect for, for journalists. And I still do today for people like you who are true journalists. Uh, but what we see more and more are really people that say they're a journalist, but they're a political hack. Yeah, this is actually a result, a direct result of uh, BLM in the year we had. Now, the, uh, the media had for a very long time trended left. But what we saw... Uh, last year was a, a hockey stick uh, uh, pick upward in the curve of, of, of the abandonment of objectivity and and and, uh, and, and nonpartisanship. In fact, uh, none other than the dean of Columbia's journalism school. I'm very proud of Columbia. I love Columbia, but the dean of Columbia journalism school sent out an email embracing the fact that journalists were abandoning what he called the shibboleth of objectivity. Uh, this, this, the media, by the way, when it does this, it shoots itself in the foot. It is now uh, one of the industries that is least respected uh, by Americans. It, 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 you know, it's right there, uh, you know, below car dealers. 
Yeah, and like you said, they did it to themselves, and they continue to do it to themselves, which uh, I don't know why they don't learn and see the writing on the wall, but but they don't. So help our listeners understand, in case they don't, what is critical race theory? Uh, critical race theory is a discipline uh, that looks at society as, uh, as being divided between the oppressors and the oppressed. And it says that we have a, a, an oppressive superstructure that is built uh, by uh, concepts. So reality doesn't really exist. It's really just a, 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 a conceptual framework. And in their eyes, that is critical theory. In the, the innovation in the United States by critical race theory is to say that this superstructure is white supremacy. That everything, the ordinary business of life, is imbued, is 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 completely filled with uh, white supremacy in the perpetuation of white power and white wealth. Uh, so racism is not an individual sin that people commit when they don't follow uh, Christ's words to love one another uh, because of the color of, the, of somebody's skin. It is something that society teaches us and that society does. Uh, and, and, and this is being uh, taught. Uh, this is not just to, to children now in K through 12, but also it's being, uh, we're being trained uh, in our places of work. It has entered the military. It has entered the, the, the houses of worship. It's, it, and it's all, again, as a result of Black Lives Matter. The uh, critical race theory has been around in, on, at universities and law schools since the late 80s, or actually earlier than that. Uh, but now, because of BLM, it completely exploded, and Americans are rightly rising up and saying, no, this is crazy stuff. This is completely crazy. You're not going to teach this to my five-year-old. You're not going to teach my black child that to love reading or writing is a function of white society. That, that is disgusting. That's, that's what the KKK says, that to use reason is, is white is what the KKK says. And you're using taxpayer money to, to teach this poison. So, so the parents are rightly rising up against this. Yeah, and it seems like it's really catch and hold. I mean, you know, you, it's it's. I I remember the first uh, uh, where it was apparent to me the first place was Loudoun County, Virginia, and it continues to be a very. It seems well organized, um, loving community that's very passionate. That uh, like many other places across the country, they don't want this, as you said, poison, which is exactly what it is, and lies. Um, uh, they don't want their children exposed to that. So how successful do you think they have been so far, and what do you think the future looks like? Um, Loudoun County, by the way, I have spoken in Loudoun County. I know the organizers there. Loudoun County is ground zero. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but I I travel the country constantly. Just a couple of days ago, I, I was in Cincinnati and Kentucky. Last week, I was in Redmond, Oregon, and I was... Uh, I don't for, I forget even where I was. Oh, yes, I was in Nashville speaking to people. I've, I've been in the last three months, I've visited 17 cities, and I'm going to continue to travel heavily. I'll be in Denver next week. In, in Loudoun County is ground zero for this. I hear everywhere. We saw what happened in Loudoun County. And, of course, in Loudoun County, as you say, it's just loving parents. And, in fact, it was the school board members who were bullying these parents. This is an important thing to notice in light of what the, 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 the Department of Justice and the FBI are trying to do. 
Yeah, a- absolutely. And actually, I'm going to squeeze a quick break in. This is perfect. And when we come back on the other side of this, folks, we'll continue our conversation with my guest this morning, Mr. Mike Gonzalez, who's a senior fellow at the Heritage Foundation. And we'll talk about uh, what is the Department of Justice and other law enforcement in general um, planning to do or at least threatening to do, um, which is an empty threat from everything I can see. But yet it'll get your attention if you're being threatened. Right. Stay tuned. Take me down where the beer is cold, the fish get fried and the fireflies glow. Roll me down an old out-of-town road, show me where the river runs. I need a break. It's a wonderful time to visit Kentucky Mountain Orchard. Crimson Crisp, Blondie, Somerset, Jonathan, and Gala Apples are in the market. Or pick your own Saturday and Sunday, weather permitting, call ahead for pick times. Also in the market, Bartlett and Magnus Pears, Concord Grapes and Plums. The pumpkin tree is ready for fall family pictures. Their apple cider and apple cider donuts are a must this time of the year. Kentucky Mountain Orchard, north of Frederick on Route 15. You can't miss it. Fresh fruit for better health at Kentucky Mountain Orchard. Kentucky Mountain Orchard, farm fresh for your family. The wait is over. Ashley Home Store's fall savings are happening now. Decorate your home with fresh new designs at Ashley Home Store and save up to 60% off all furniture. Plus up to 60 months, no interest. Shop Ashley Home Store today in Frederick, Hagerstown, and Chambersburg. News, traffic, weather, and free talk. Right now, 930 WFMD. Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com and also as a podcast. Thank you so much for uh, being with us today, whether you're uh, a new listener or you've been with us since the beginning when we started back in 1997. So glad to have you. Obviously, you know, you're the success of the program while we've been around uh, so long and and been successful. Um, uh, So thank you to everybody tuning in. A little different this weekend, you know, as far as what we've been talking about. Uh, We're talking with my guests right now, uh, finishing up with my interview with Mr. Mike Gonzalez, senior fellow at the Heritage Foundation. He writes on critical race theory, identity politics, diversity, etc. He uh, got his bachelor's degree in communications from Boston, uh, Boston's Emerson College and his MBA from Columbia Business School. So, Mike, uh, as we kind of wind things down, what is the DOJ, uh, what were they trying to get at this past week with these threats? Well, they, they, the DOJ was responding to a letter that the National School Board Association, a, 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 a very leftist uh, special interest group, wrote to uh, President Biden asking that he treat uh, the parents uh, 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 criticizing critical race theory as potential terrorists and used the Patriot Act against them. <clears throat> the Patriot Act was written to deal with foreign terrorists. And uh, to, to, I think to my, uh, to my surprise, Merrick Garland uh, reacted by siding with them and saying that he was going, calling on the FBI to look into what could be done. Now, obviously, he can't do anything 
It's illegal for him to do anything. These are matters for local enforcement. But what he's clearly trying to do is chill debate, is scare parents. And that is what I, I, I this is not a technical term, but it's disgusting. It's disgusting for the, for the attorney general to be trying to intimidate American parents who are using the system as the system should be used. I mean, there is not a scintilla of evidence, nor did the FBI use any, uh, nor did Mary Garland use any, nor did the Department of Justice use any, uh, that, that they have been uh, credible threats or acts of violence by these parents. Let's not forget that these are the same people who treated the, the very the, 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 the very violent and Black Lives Matter riots last year and FIFA riots as mostly peaceful and excuse any kind of – and Biden himself uh, said that uh, people harassing Senator Cinema, following her into a bathroom stall is just part of the process. And all of a sudden parents doing their job and loving their children are terrorists? I mean, you can hear my voice. I, I can't stop myself from being outraged by this. Um, but, you know, thank God a lot of us are writing about it. And members of Congress are, are really, really mad. I mean, Biden presented himself as a unifier. And since then, he's done nothing but embrace the, 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 the really the, the 8% that is woke in American society. Why is he doing that? Yeah, exactly. And like you said, um, it, it, it is extremely uh, frustrating and it, you know, it gets you um, it gets you fired up for sure. I, I, I appreciate how much you care about it and your writing. And again, uh, folks, if you're interested, uh, my guest, Mr. Mike Gonzalez, uh, this year wrote a book, BLM, The Making of a New Marxist uh, Revolution. So where's the best place to uh, get that, Mike, to just go to Amazon or somewhere yeah, else? Yeah, selling well on Amazon. It's uh it was uh, number one in, in several important categories, including black history, for which I was very happy. So, yeah, go to Amazon. Uh, and and, and, and I, I, I am very proud of it and it's selling well. Well, good. Congratulations on that. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that it is uh, selling well. And it, again, there's important information like that that people can get their hands on and read and, and understand the, the full context of, of what's going on. And uh, as we're talking about, you know, this uh, critical race theory stuff, again, how does it fit into a program like ours, folks? Because our kids that are potentially going to be and grandkids uh, that are potentially going to be exposed to this garbage. Um, they're the ones that are going to run our country and take care of, um, you know, each other and the, the other citizenship here in the United States. And it's already been, I know this because, so I have a 24-year-old, a 22-year-old, and a 20-year-old. So I've seen it. And, you know, fortunately, my wife and I were very involved. And you have to be, if you're not, you, you really, you know, you're missing the boat because you have to be able to explain to your children the nonsense uh, that they're being uh, taught, especially at public schools uh, in certain situations. Do you think that, uh, Mike, that this is going to get better because parents and even you mentioned you know a lot of elected officials are, are very very upset about this and are getting involved uh, yeah i'm optimistic as i said to you earlier i've been traveling across the country and parents are very uh very aware of what is going on they're very engaged they're not going to be intimidated by merrick garland uh you know to think that he almost sat in the u.s supreme court and he was sold as a moderate by both obama and biden moderate. Yeah. You know, I was thinking the exact same thing uh, when all this broke. Uh, thank God 
that he wasn't confirmed, uh, that it wasn't even made an option because, like you said, we're really getting a sense of what he really is about. And uh, if he lets some letter from a teacher's association, you know, get him uh, moving in the wrong direction, who knows what he would have done, how much damage on the uh, Supreme Court. Exactly. Well, he's doing damage now as as attorney general. uh, But but I I don't think, again, that this is going to – it's not going to – I doubt that this is going to – result in anybody going to prison because the the lawsuits will come in hot and heavy. Uh, and, and, and again, the FBI has no jurisdiction in any of this. Um, if anything happens at all and they have proved nothing nor tried to prove anything, uh, it is a matter for law, uh, local law enforcement. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, this reminds me of exactly what's going on with uh, the how we don't have a southern border right now. And the morale for the uh, Customs and Border Patrol professionals is so low. And, and you know, you, it's just terrible what they have to do. You're seeing the same thing. I've got a buddy who was in the FBI, recently retired, and he would tell me, um, you know, just what a, a you-know-what show it had become and how corrupt and I understand that's mostly at the top. The rank and file, like in most situations, are just getting it done every day, knocking down the right doors and getting their hands on bad people, et cetera. But this cannot be good for morale uh, for law enforcement. Uh, no. And, and uh, you know, I've traveled uh, on, a, on the U.S. border with uh, the uh, Border Patrol. They're mostly Mexican-Americans. You know, this is uh, this is the president goes on TV and talks about Latinx. For heaven's sakes, this is a Biden is a career politician which who never showed any scintilla of interest in anything woke or anything, and now all of a sudden he is channeling his inner Angela Davis. You have to wonder what what is motivating Biden or who's actually pushing Biden into all of this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Go after the, the the border patrol who are mostly. Mexican-Americans who just do their job and are good Americans, uh, it's just incredible. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. It really doesn't. And again, you know, as far as I see it, he doesn't know what's going on. I don't know who's running things, um, but it it sure doesn't seem to be him. Uh, He's just kind of the puppet right now. Uh, All right, folks, so you can go to Amazon.com and get BLM, The Making of a New Marxist Revolution, Uh, And also you can go to heritage.org and you can uh, just type in Mike Gonzalez and you can see all Mike's work. And he is one of the few uh, journalists that we still have left who reports the truth and travels around and sees things for what they are um, and really gets involved. And that's that's very refreshing, Mike. So thank you for doing that. Uh, Congratulations on your book. And thanks for taking time to help us understand critical race theory and just all the things that are going on right now that are impacting, again, our kids and grandkids. I appreciate it. Thank you, Chris. God bless. All right. God bless you, too. Uh, Have a great weekend. And um, again, folks, you can go to Amazon.com and get uh, Mike's book, BLM, The Making of a New Marxist Revolution. It's Mike Gonzalez. Or you can just go to heritage.org. Um, and and check out his work there as well and find out more about the book. We're really lucky to have a, a lot of friends at the Heritage uh, Foundation because, again, they give us honest, accurate, factual information as opposed to the 
stupid spin that we seem to uh, be exposed to everywhere else. So, um, you know, check them out if uh, if you can. And um, that does it for the show uh, this weekend. I will talk to you on the Morning News Express, 550, 650, 750 live every weekday morning with Bob Miller and Ryan Hedrick. And then uh, we'll be back here next weekend for another edition of the Your Financial Editor program. This is Chris Murray wishing you and your family financial success. It's impossible for me not to speed down an older road. Yeah, I ain't inclined to decline me a beer when the beer's ice cold. I got autos on a minute, he's on both of my trucks once for pulling out the other when the other one's stuck. I've got some redneck Tennessee's. Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com. News Radio 930. WFMD Frederick. A connoisseur media radio station. Two o'clock.